Yeah, appreciate you taking time out to uh, to talk to us today. I'm uh, a big fan of your work. So, thanks, um, man. I appreciate it. So, I guess let's just jump right in. Let's talk about your new project. You've got uh, Three Headed Snake. Um, tell me how the band's formation came about. Uh, well, what happened was uh, about uh, two and a half years ago, I found myself with a little bit of time, and I wrote uh, some music. And, uh, you know, in that sort of classic uh, metal uh, style. And um, I went out to uh, look for vocalist. And um, it was mainly going to be just uh, something for me for fun. Uh, was never really intended to, to be a public thing. It was just going to, I was just going to record a handful of songs just for my enjoyment. And um, so what happened is I had... Uh, I had a handful of uh, music written and I took to the internet to look for a singer and I was actually on Craigslist on the uh, musicians uh, um, classified section. And I found this singer in uh, Florida who turned out to be Johnny Ray and um, he had an ad and, and a link and I almost didn't click the link cause it was, uh, you know, it was, I was at home at about 3 a.m. And um, I had just gone through tons of ads, and, and they all were horrible. And, uh, you know, I was staring at this one ad, and I was like, man, should I click on this or not? I'm probably going to regret it. And um, <laughs> thank God I clicked on it, and it was a video of Johnny Ray singing. And, uh, you know, just uh, uh, blew me away. And so um, I sent him uh, a couple of songs, and a couple of days later he sent me back um, – you know, um, his ideas on them. And one of them was uh, Wisdom Screams. And uh, very similar to how the song actually sounds right now. Um, I didn't do a lot of changing on his uh, his vocals on there. He, uh, you know, pretty much knocked it out of the park right from the get-go. So that's kind of how the, the project started. And that was uh, a little over two years ago now. <laughs> so interesting. So it, it's, it's kind of like uh, the e-harmony of putting a band together. Huh? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Or the um, was it farmersonly.com uh, or whatever the hell that, that website <laughs> is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it was, you know, and the reason I, I, I was looking online is, um, you know, being born and raised in L.A., I, I know most of the, the vocalists here in L.A., and I just didn't, I didn't know of any that would fit that style. So I started looking in other cities and other states. And, um, you know, I was on Craigslist and, and I started looking. I was in New York. I was looking in Chicago, um, just a bunch of different places. And I happened to be looking in Florida. And uh, that's where Johnny's uh, Johnny's ad was. So kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he was just, I mean, man, when I when I clicked on that link, it was, it was a video of him singing, um, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been like a Symphony X song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, holy shit. I mean, I was just completely just floored. And, um, you know, I, I was like, God damn, they, they just, they don't make them like this anymore. So when you started writing the material that ultimately became what you're referring to as Three-Headed Snake now, what, what, were you intentionally trying to write uh, more of that classic metal sound or is that yes. just came about from just playing around with songs. No, I was uh, I was intentionally um, going for that style. Um, usually, I mean, because I write constantly, I'm constantly writing, you know, all kinds of different styles and genres. Um, but for this, um, I was I found myself with a little bit of time in between ministry stuff, and um, yeah. 
You know, I always kind of, I always wanted to go back to that style because that's my very, very, very first band um, called Rampage, you know, in 1988, 89 um, was the band that I first started playing backyard parties. And then we started, that was the first band that I played the Sunset Strip with, you know, the whiskey and the troubadour and and the Roxy and all that stuff. Um, That was sort of the style we played. And I always wanted to go back to that, you know, now that I have the resources to do it. Um, But it was just a matter of finding the time. And, um, you know, in in between ministry uh, tours and records and and whatnot, um, I had a little bit of time. And so I I actually sat down and intentionally wrote that style of music. So I think most people, like, have a tendency to think of you strictly as a guitarist, but that's not the case right i mean you seem to be creative in a lot of different musical styles and uh, yeah i mean you know i'm yeah i i um i i'm known you know the people that 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 know of me you know always associate me with ministry and industrial and that's fine i mean that's that's um you know nothing wrong with that at all but um the guitar has always been my main instrument um that's a good that's the the thing i started playing when i was 10 years old but Throughout the years, I mean, you know, I've taught myself to play bass, some keyboards, the drums, uh, saxophone. Um, I played all through junior high and high school. Um, and in the studio, I tend to play most of the instruments. Um, when I bring a song, um, you know, like if it's a ministry song, I'll um, usually record all the guitars, um, uh, a lot of times the bass, um, and I'll do a lot of the keyboards and programming as well. So, yeah, I usually bring, uh, I try to bring it all to the table with whichever project I'm, I'm working on. Now, you've done some DJ work. Yes. I started DJing, uh, I want to say about three, four years ago. And, um, you know, I, I would always go, back in the day, I would always um, frequent a lot of the, uh, the clubs here in L.A. And, you know, always listen to... Uh, industrial and goth and you know even early trance um like early european trance um and so i was always um familiar with that that type of stuff um and then about three or four years ago a couple of buddies suggested that i you know pick up djing and um i sort of learned it was you know trial by error i'm still i'm still learning um but uh, i have a blast doing it and um you know it keeps me busy in between um <laughs> like i already don't have a million things to do but uh it keeps me busy um you know if we're not on tour or if we're not working on a record or something like that to um you know have these dj gigs i actually have one this weekend i leave uh tomorrow and have a dj gig on friday wow you are busy <laughs> yeah so when did you uh, first start playing guitar i uh, started playing guitar at 10 years old um I wanted to play guitar. I when I I was six years old when I realized that uh, I wanted to play guitar, and it was uh, it was the first time I heard Kiss Alive. Um, my older cousin brought it over in late 1975, and uh, played it for me. And that's when uh, um, my world just turned upside down, and I and I realized what it is that I was meant to do. And um, took a few years before we could get a guitar, but uh, yeah, ten is when I started playing. And that was my next question. Actually, was was who was an early influence on you? But uh... Kiss, yeah, definitely <laughs> Kiss. Uh, Ace Frehley, as a as a sort of my first guitar hero was definitely Ace Frehley. 
Um, but uh, some of the guys that are um, very influential for me are uh, Hendrix, um, Trower, um, you know, then later on, Randy Rhodes, um, you know, guys like that. So how did you get the original gig uh, with ministry? How did that come about? Um, Al and I were in a Turkish bathhouse together. And <laughs> just like kidding. a lot of stories you might start like that. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, we um it, my old band, uh, Society One, um uh, had the same booking agent as uh as ministry and also the late great Paul Raven um had played bass in my old band Society One. So it was a combination of both those guys sort of uh you know, getting to Alan saying, Hey, you know, if you ever need a guitar player, you should hit up this guy, Sin. And, um, and then Alan, I met, uh, like in the early two thousands and, um, you know, he was just kind of like, Oh, you play guitar. I said, yeah. He's like, Oh, you know, if I ever need a guitar player, I'll, I'll, I'll call you up. And that took a few years. And, um, you know, he finally called me to ask if I was interested in playing the guitar for the revolting Cox on their uh, 2006 tour, and that was, uh, um, what's the name of that tour? Uh, I don't remember the name of the tour, but it was uh, it was Revolting Cox opening for Ministry. That was the Masturbate tour was the name of that tour. Oh, yeah. I saw and, that. Uh, yeah, that was 06. And so I came in playing, you know, guitar for uh, for Revco, and, and that's all it was going to be. And um, But during that tour, um you know, Al and I just talked quite a bit, and um, when that tour was coming to an end, he asked if I would be interested in writing, you know, some music for the the next Ministry record, which turned into The Lost Sucker. And um, after that tour, he flew me to El Paso, Texas, and uh, you know, here I am, 12 years later, still here. <laughs> he can't get rid of me now. <laughs> so, are are your friends and family are they supportive of your choice to play in a rock band? Very much so. Um, I have uh, very tight with my family and, um, you know, my mom especially. Uh, my mom is my biggest fan and she is a thousand percent supportive of, of me and my family as well. And, uh, you know, the few close friends that I have are very supportive of me. I Like my best friend has been my best friend since uh, seventh grade in junior high. And, um, and honestly, to be honest with you, he could give a rat's ass what I do. Half the time, he doesn't even know what the hell band I'm in. And, um, you know, but that's uh, that's totally cool with me. You know, he's um, he doesn't care what I do. We're just friends on that level, and, and that's that's awesome. Well, I guess being nominated for a Grammy Award twice uh, probably helps to affirm to yourself and your friends that you're on the right path as a musician. So, Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, you know, um, it gives you that sort of uh, – you know, nod, I guess. But, uh, I mean, I don't hold too much stock in the Grammys. Obviously, I'm flattered. I'm honored. It's a it's a great uh, acknowledgement. Um, but, you know, uh, it's just one of those things that just uh, sort of icing on the cake, I guess. You know, just like a cool thing um, that has happened, you know, in my career. So you're out on tour with Ministry right now, aren't you? Or, or no, we leave. Uh, ready to go out. Yeah, yeah, we start uh, Ministry tours. We'll start in a few weeks, and um, the tour goes from November 21st to December 21st. 
So how did the first leg of this tour go for the American Open? Uh, well, this is actually going to be the third leg, to be honest with you, because okay. the first leg, yeah, we did the States like in May, mm-hmm. June, something like that. And um, and then we did Europe uh, like July and August. And then now we're doing the States again and we're hitting a lot of places that we didn't hit on the first leg. Um, but the, they've been great, man. The the, um, the response to the new record uh, has been very positive, surprisingly. Um, you know, usually we're just, we're used to people just, you know, giving us crap about everything that we do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the, the response was, was very, very positive. So, especially like in recent years, ministries had a lot to say about American politics and, and being in a band that's kind of taken, I guess you'd say kind of a hardline stance politically. Have you guys received threats? from right-wing extremists or protesters at the venues or any of that sort of thing when you're on tour? No, we haven't um, We haven't received any at the venues or anything like that. We receive them online. <laughs> like, like, we get tons of hate mail, and, uh, I mean, I know I've received death threats, and I know some of the other guys in the band um, have received death threats and stuff, but, I mean, it, it's, it hasn't, to be honest with you, it hasn't necessarily been from from uh, political uh, people. It's been more just from um, psychos that seem to want to follow us for some reason. (laughs) Well, I actually threw that question in today because, you know, today on the news, there's uh, an issue with with someone sending bombs to... Yeah, I just, I heard about that briefly, yeah. To various politicians. Probably a ministry fan. (laughs) 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 So so recently, Al said he's uh, already working on a follow-up. Um, uh, he was drunk. <laughs> I was going to ask if you could confirm if that's true or not. So. Um, I'm actually not at liberty to discuss that at the moment. I see. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so we'll go with the uh, he, was, he was drunk response. Okay. Well, I'm, I, mean, I think a lot of people could buy that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you you toured with Lord's Vasket a while back too. How was that? That was killer, man. Um, I love uh, Maurice or Praga Khan as he's known. Um, he's a great guy. Um, and I was actually um, I saw him. He came out to a ministry show when we played Belgium last year. I think uh, we did a Grass Pop Festival in Belgium, and uh, him and uh, his uh, wife Inya came out and um, great people. You know, old time Lords uh, Lords of Acid fan, and uh, yeah, me too. it's funny as I saw them. Jesus, I saw them on the I don't know I forget what the name of the tour was like Sextasy, Sex Stream, one of those yeah. tours like in the nineties. Yeah. And um and it was Lords of Acid with uh, the Thrill Kill Cult opening, and uh, I think Prick was also on that bill. Yeah. And um, what was funny is now you know here in two thousand ten. When I got asked to do the the tour, we had the Thrill Kill Cult opening for us. So <laughs> it was just weird, man, you know, because um, I saw that show at the Hollywood Palladium here in L.A. And, uh, you know, big time Lords fan, so I loved it. And, I mean, I had a, I had a blast doing it, man. I love those songs, um, you know, and Maurice is a great guy. So, um, yeah, it was a blast doing that run. So before I forget it, you, you were talking about uh, Revolting Cox earlier. Yep. Do, you, do you still, or at least I assume I have my story straight here, do you, do you own part of that name? Is that correct? 
No, um, Al does that. What happened is about uh, 2009. Al had uh, basically given me Josh Bradford and Clayton Warbeck, who were the guys who were work, who worked on um, Sexo Olympico and Got Cock. Um, you know, he basically said, you know, I don't want to do you know Revco anymore. I'm giving the band to you guys. So he sort of gave us that name, you know, and we we were going as just Revco. Um, for those two albums, and we did a tour. But since then, you know, um, some of the other uh, members have, have gone out and done shows, you know, with that name. But I don't know. I did, I've never got into the whole legality of the name and that stuff. But I know I, I'm pretty sure Al still owns the name. Um, and uh, so, like the other guys that have gone out and done it, like I think they have to, they can't use the name. They use a variation of it type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so uh, as far as I know, Al still owns the name. Gotcha. Yeah. So you've been out on a lot of tours and of course you've been out on ministry, so I know you have to have at least one, but do you have any outrageous tour stories that you can tell? Jesus. Uh, that I can (laughs) tell? No, not without everyone being arrested. (laughs) Um, ah, Jesus, dude. I just, I, I don't even know, man. There's just so many that. I probably shouldn't repeat um, <laughs> just to not incriminate everyone involved in, in any of the bands. But um, yeah, there's just been, it's been nutty, man. It gets crazy out on the road. And, but you know, it, it's, it's mellow now, man, to be honest with you. And I hate to burst everyone's bubbles now, but it's a different era, man. And it's a different time now. Uh, back in the day, shit used to get crazy. You know, all the stuff that you would hear about, you know, happening on the road, that kind of stuff did happen. Um, it was just a different time back then. But now, literally, man, it's like if people, you know, only saw what it was like backstage, it was like five, six guys on their fucking smartphones or laptops, you know, just sitting there. Like, that's just it, man. There's no there's no more, like, naked chicks hanging from chandeliers. and You know what I mean? It just doesn't happen, man. At least not for us, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've had some... Uh, we had some outrageous times, but I think I'll uh, I'll leave that for when I write my book. <laughs> Were you on the bus with Al the time he set off the fireworks? No, that was before that was before my time. Okay, but uh, I've heard the stories, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the strangest request that you've ever gotten from one of your fans? Um. Well, I don't even know. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, man, is the the, the longer you do this. Uh-huh. And this this might sound kind of fucked up, but the longer you do this, the less and less things sound strange. Um, <laughs> you know, or, I heard that from other people as well. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. because things, you know, we just we see so many things and we've experienced so many things that after so many years, you're just kind of like, ah, oh, it's just whatever. It's just another day in, in the life of, you know. Um, I'll tell you, the, the first time... Um, the first time I was approached and got asked to have sex with this. So this, let me explain the story. So I was on the bus and this many, many, many years ago. And, uh, this, um, this woman came up or she was knocking and, uh, one of the other members said, Hey man, somebody's asking for you at the, at the, the door. And I walked out there and it was this, you know, attractive woman. And she's like, Oh, Hey, you know, it's nice to meet you. And, um, you know, what are you doing after the show? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I think we're driving to the next town. 
And she was like, oh, well, you know, I was just curious um, if you'd be okay with um, having sex with me. And I was like, uh, okay. And she goes, but she goes, um, my husband, my husband just wants to watch. And I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I try not to sound surprised or anything, but, uh, the first time I was approached with that request was a bit strange for me. So, so you let him watch then? Of course. <laughs> no. but uh you know the requests like that just get start to get normal yeah and um so that's why you know it's tough to think of well shit what was strange because nothing really seems strange anymore to me which is kind of fucked up because we just get so jaded with things that you know um yeah, i was approached once i'll tell you man i was approached once with and i won't go into the whole story here but i was once approached by a mother-daughter team and um that was fucking freaky as fuck, dude. Like, that was weird. That, like, that freaked me out. And, you know, obviously, clearly, I did not do that. But, um, uh, you know, the, the the daughter was probably, like, in her early 20s, and the mother was probably, like, in her early 40s. But wow. it was just, it was, yeah, it was a trip, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what touring used to be like, dude. <laughs> well, see, I always ask this question, and, and I do get a variety of answers, but I, surprisingly, I get a lot of the same answers you just gave me. Yeah. In yeah. the beginning, a lot of this stuff seemed really weird, but by the end, it's just like, oh, that again. No, it's true, because you've got to figure, man. Um, you know, when you're, when you're on the road, okay, um, and again, this is more towards years ago, like um, you see girls, you know, take their tops off. And you're on stage, and they're showing you their boobs. And at first, you, you know, when you're when you're green, and when you're new at this, you're like, "Holy shit, man! Did you see that? That chick took the top off, blah blah, whatever." After years and years and years, that almost becomes like a handshake. <laughs> like it's just like you know, okay, yeah, there's another naked chick in front of me. Like it just it, and it sounds strange, and and but you just you become you almost become numb to it and you almost become jaded. And it's and you literally, I, I remember, geez, I remember at the cow palace in San Francisco once being in a dressing room and um, this is with my old band. And um, I was literally in a room with about 20 completely naked women. Okay. And I was having a normal conversation as if nothing was happening. <laughs> Every guy's dream. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And, and I mean, and I'm not saying that to, to sound like a, an asshole or anything like that. It's just, it's just like, that's how you, you become numb to a lot of these things. And, uh, because it's, it's, it's stuff that you see, I don't want to say it happens on a daily basis, but it's things that you see regularly more so than say the guy who's a plumber. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, but that's, uh, that's kind of what it used to be like to tour. For anyone that doesn't know you, what would they be surprised to know about you? Um, probably that I've been clean and sober my whole life. Um, I've never drank, never smoked, never done any drugs. Um, I have no tattoos. Um, yeah, I've, uh, been completely clean and sober my entire life. And, uh, believe it or not, I'm a good boy and I listen to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you consider your greatest accomplishment so far? And this can be either musical career or personal whichever you prefer. Um, my greatest accomplishment, and this is going to sound very un-rock and roll, but I, I think it's that I've made my mother proud. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and not necessarily with the music thing. I clearly she is very proud of that. But um, just the fact that I know that um, I've been good and, um, you know, I think I was raised uh, with good uh, manners. Um, I had a great upbringing. And, uh, and that just that knowing that, that my mom is proud and that I've made her happy, um, I would have to say that's my biggest accomplishment. Which is a really big accomplishment when you think about going out on stage with bands like Ministry with the circus, that that can be sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, it yeah, is. <laughs> I can see where that would come into play. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Three-Headed Snake. Is this clearly just a project, or will there be a live performance ever? Do you guys well it together? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, the whole thing has really been snowballing, man. And, uh, and you know, much to my surprise, um, not so much the other guys. The other guys have been have been telling me otherwise, you know, the, the entire time. But I've always I've sort of been fighting them on it, and they've been they've been right. You know, I mean, um, it it will go as long as people want it to and um you know as long as people keep asking for stuff we will be more than happy to continue you know doing this it's it's something that everyone in the band um loves this project i handpicked all the guys to be in this project because not only do i know them you know as great musical players i've played with all of them in um, either ministry or in society one except for johnny he's the only new guy um but not only are they great musicians, they're great poet, they're great people, and um, you know that was a big part of why I handpicked these guys. Um, and we all love, our com- you know, each other's company, playing with each other, um, and uh, we just love the music. So we're going to take it as far as as you know people want us to, and um, we're already talking to agents and promoters about. Uh, possibly doing a European run next summer, you know, festival run in Europe. Um, So people seem to be coming to me and and wanting more and, um, you know, trying to help us um, get to that next level. And if it takes us there, great. You know, if, if all it was meant to be was just this EP, I'm totally great with that as well. But um, you know, the, 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 the plan right now and the goal is to do a full length next year and to hopefully do some shows and some touring next year as well, as long as everything, you know, keeps going the way it's going. Yeah, nice. I, I'm very impressed with it. I mean, it sounds great. I, I grew up listening to classic metal. I grew up on the, you know, the 80s sunset strip kind of scene. So right on. So, so I love that style of metal. I mean, you know, cool. pretty, pretty eclectic. I like it all, of course. You know, yeah, yeah, same here. Answer. Yeah, wait till you hear. I mean, we, are, we already have pretty much an album's worth of, of uh, material written. Um and some of the stuff that Caesar's writing and Johnny, uh, it's just this next thing is going to fucking be amazing. And I can't wait to, you know, get to that point where we can do a full length because I think people are really going to see, you know, this EP, this three song EP is just a taste of, of what we're about. Um, the full length is really going to show what, you know, what this, uh, this band is capable of. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Cool. Um, so I guess um, in closing, um, I was going to ask you, I mean, what, do you have anything you'd like to to say to your fans out there? You've got a lot of fans, you've got a pretty big base, um, <clears throat> a chance to say whatever you'd like. Yeah, I mean, you know, I am always humbled and eternally grateful for everyone's uh, support of of me and, on, you know, my projects. Um, I've got some very loyal followers, and, uh, 
you know, they mean the world to me. Um, I never forget where I came from, where I started the long, hard road, you know, to get here. So I really appreciate everyone's support. I never forget that. Um, and I always try to go out of my way to do as much as I can for, you know, um, the people that follow me. Um, so a big thank you, a big hats off to all my, you know, friends and followers, um, you know, for, uh, following me in ministry and three headed snake or, you know, whichever project that I'm doing. So, uh, many thanks to those people.